0: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
1: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month. No matter what kind of entertainment you love, addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayya. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
2: This is Vsense Best Bets, giving you Vsense's top talent, handicappers and guests to catch you up on what you may have missed.
4: Welcome in to VEASAN Best Bets. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. It's one of the new shows in our new lineup here on VEASAN. I'm happy to be with you today because if you're not an early riser, if you you happen to be out and about in the morning taking your kids to school and you're finally tuning in to VEASAN today, we got you covered from the best that we had this morning on our great morning shows. Follow the Money and Numbers game and the Lombardi line. We have a lot of great stuff to get to. Damian Lillard's big game yesterday. Gil Alexander's championship formula in March Madness. Anthony Richardson. People are betting him like they know he's going number one. And then Stormy Bonatonia, Michael Lombardi on a big report from Adam Schefter on the first overall pick. And the Chicago Bears potentially moving out. So let's get to it. Follow the money. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, of course, you hear it starting at 7 a.m. Eastern time with thoughts on what we saw from Damian Lillard, and the Lakers come back yesterday.
3: And you know, Paulie, a lot of time um, after the football season's over, with people will say, "Well, that's it for me. I'll check back in around August." And and I have to remind people every single time, like, no, that's not the way it works. Especially like you know, sports betters, you know this. But for those of you who might be new into this scene, like this is an incredible time to be betting on sports. Yes, you go right from the NFL, and because of the new calendar season like that the super bowl is here and then it's bam it's march 1st and march flies by so fast i i don't even really think it exists like march 1st is the same thing as april 1st in my opinion mm-hmm. because then it goes from march madness right into the masters you have the nba and nhl playoffs beginning you have major league baseball's opening day you have the nfl draft starting This is an incredible two months out of the year to be a sports fan, but also to bet on this stuff.
2: Yep, yep. And one of the conference tournaments starts tonight. Yep. Uh, The first bid goes out Saturday. There's three more bids on Sunday. So I like to see the little conferences. And uh, teams' uh, biggest moment there are probably their uh, sports careers, uh, what transpires this week. So they have the stage now. You're right. Free agency, NFL coming up, the Uh the draft business, who's going to get tagged, all of that. Free agency, moving around. What happens with Rodgers,
3: Carr, and, and, uh, and other, these other quarterbacks? So, yeah, an underrated two months. You are correct. Yeah, and then the weekend that we're coming in from with the NBA, if you missed it from last night, and I'm sure many of you did because it was a late-night game on the West Coast, Damian Lillard went for 71 points for the Blazers. He made 13 threes, and he had 41 points at halftime. And when you look at the Western Conference standings, this is – I I cannot recall this ever in my lifetime happening. I'm sure it has at some point, but like top of my head, we have 10 teams in the West between the seed line of four and 13, 10 teams that are within four games. That's how close this is right now. Yeah. And then you tie in what he did last night, and of course they're in that mix with what the Lakers did yesterday, coming back from 27 down, their largest comeback since 2002 the biggest comeback in the NBA this season and teams were 0 for 138 this year when trailing by 27 points. And I know that LeBron went down late in that game with an injury and you could hear him saying like on the video afterwards, I heard it pop, I heard a pop, but if LeBron and Anthony Davis can stay healthy, you absolutely must consider this team as a series contender in the West. If they get into playoffs. So that I guess that's kind of three big ifs, <laughs> but right. If they get uh-huh. in and stay healthy, they, or get the sixth seed. Oh, yeah, that's
2: possible. That. I love that Ham and the organization talked about the goal here that, is yes. the sixth seed, if they can do that. But you're right. If and, and I watched the post-game show on Spectrum, Hello, Southern California, and Ham calls him Wilt Davis when he plays like that. But the acquisition of Vanderbilt, and the, how is this guy available? 17 rebounds? As Kid said after the game, he kicked our ass. Yeah. Yes, he did. But to come back, one of the best games of the season so far, and for them to come back, how about that? The biggest comeback since what you, you said, 0-2, also against the Mavs when they were down 30, uh. and they did that <laughs> against the Mavs too. So uh, they are dangerous, no doubt about it. And with their schedule and the home cooking coming up, oh, but the trades that Polinka made, and I know you probably – it's very important, can you get the six? It's going to be tough, difficult, but not impossible. But then again, if you're in the play and you have to – get out of there, and then you're looking at maybe a, uh, well, you play a Memphis or a Denver in the first round, but still with uh, the second greatest player of all time, Anthony
3: Davis. I mean, these guys are going to be a problem in a seven-game series. And that's what I'm saying. If Davis stays healthy, because when he is and he plays like that, this team can beat anybody. Mm -hmm. And the Western Conference is so wide open that he is such an, I don't know, call him an X-factor, whatever you want. He's going to like he, and I had people reaching out on Twitter last night saying, Mitch, if Davis is healthy, this guy will give Uh, the joker fits in the playoffs if it is the eight and the one spot there in the Lakers against Denver and now you have to point this out right because the next month of basketball for the Lakers yes they're at Memphis tomorrow they get OKC this week on the road then 10 of the next 12 games are at home and look at that schedule T-Wolves Warriors okay Grizzlies very good but Raptors Knicks at Pelicans at Rockets Mavericks again back at home and then a bunch of other games at home too like, they can really make some hay right now, the way that this sets up for them.
2: Yeah. This is all for naught if anything happens to LeBron. Although he, he was limping afterwards, but uh, he stayed in the game. It appears to be uh, okay, but they'll monitor that, and that's a tough assignment tomorrow on the road. But you're right. With the home cooking coming up, they can do some damage right. here. The other thing is uh, the takeaway is Dallas. Dallas. Right? Now, they, what, they've lost four out of five, and the win was against the Cupcake, against the Spurs. They can't defend They have no depth, and people were all over Jason Kidd. Yes, they were. About him not being a good coach. Now, how about this comment, though? This is from Tim McMahon, ESPN. I'm not the savior here. I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. He's talking to the media. As a team, we got to mature. We got to grow up. You can't blow a lead like that. (laughs) I'm just. What are you talking about? How do you make that comment as a head coach? That is absurd. You're in charge of X's and O's. You're in charge of rotations. Who plays? People were upset that Green didn't get more minutes and Powell. I mean, I'm just like you guys.
3: I'm watching. What are you talking see, about? That that is like when college basketball coaches oh. have gotten ripped on on this network over the years. It's the, the basically it's because of we say that coaches just roll the ball out there and then do whatever you want, right? They make no adjustments whatsoever. That to me is the definition of we're going to roll the ball out there and then see what happens. And I I'm not the savior. I don't really have any impact on the game. That's a horrible soundbite to make if you're the head coach of that team. Oh yeah. And people were like, this guy's not going to be the coach next year. He's going to be gone. The Mavericks, so I've changed, I've gone back and forth so many times on this team since they did this uh, Kyrie Irving trade. But the the Mavericks in the playoffs, they have to play at their absolute A game to do damage this year. Like they have to have four guys, five guys hitting shots because they don't have depth and they don't have a lot of, you know, the the overall talent is just, it's it's okay, but beyond Luka and Irving, it's not like A-list type players we're talking about here. So if they show up with their premium, you know, outside shot in every game, yes, of course. But that's going to be impossible to ask, yep. Because the defense is not going to be there uh, game in and game out. And I said to you before the show, if we happen to get a three-six matchup with the Kings and the Mavericks, oh man, I, I could not wait to see what the betting price would be on that because the Kings could absolutely—that would be one example. Yep. The Kings could absolutely beat the Mavericks in a series. Yeah.
2: And then what if this is uh, what if this is just a rental with Kyrie too, which you just you, you Goes to the Lakers or just leaves in the summer. Then you're still in the same situation where you're stuck and you let Brunson leave for nothing. Sure. And you can't get any help for Luka, right? And it's wasted. So it's been bad defensively, I'll tell you that. But uh, you cannot blow a 27-point lead at home against the Lakers. I didn't even know the
3: Lakers were in play. Oh, God, I wasn't even looking. Yeah, sure. It was, sure. It was at 43-18, and I'm like, oh, my God. This, well, thanks, thanks for showing up, Lakers.
2: Yeah, and they talked about it after the game. Uh, it's very important that they cut it down to well, 14, whatever it was at halftime. Yeah, And they, they cut that down to uh, it, it wasn't crazy going into the locker room, too. So, But you're right. March has started already. The great finishes in college basketball over the weekend. And then the NBA, since the, we came back from the break, the two Clipper games, what's going on with Milwaukee? The
3: the 76 or Celtic game? Oh, my oh, God. Good. How good was that? How about that finish? Yes. Embiid that's, with the heave too late. I think mean. about that. That That's Saturday alone. That's the night game. This is after Arizona State beat Arizona with a half-court shot at yeah. the buzzer. Yeah. After Miami blew a 25-point lead in college basketball, and Florida State beat them with, like, a 30-footer at the buzzer. And then Embiid hits an 80-footer, and I thought it was good. And he just he just released it a tick after the, the scoreboard turned or the, the yeah. flood, you know turned yeah. red friday night we had the second highest
2: scoring game in nba history too <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine you score 174 points whatever it was and you, you can't win the game
3: i mean that's 80 to 76 at halftime i mean that thing had that thing had I got everything it. that game was nuts i, I got it here somewhere yeah. uh here you go teams were 47 and 0 over the past 40 years in this league to shoot 60% on twos 55 percent on threes and 85 percent on free throws, and they still lost the game. First team in 40 plus years to accomplish that. And then they go out and they lose in overtime last night, and Joker had a 40 point triple double.
2: Yeah, 23 and 0, the Nuggets. When uh, Joker has a triple double. Oh, we'll get into that strong 23 that and released. 0. Yeah, how about that? That's another one. And he was he was phenomenal again too. So yeah, even Barkley's coming around too. So thanks, Charles. I mean, the, 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 the Lakers. The Lakers bashing for so long, it didn't, they won at Milwaukee. They should have won at Boston with the controversy. They win at Dallas. This is before now. This is before the trades, right? I mean, you don't, you don't want to see this team in the playoffs.
3: No, I, I don't. You, you don't want I to really see this don't.
2: team. I mean, I don't know what Barkley's been watching all year.
3: No, even if on the Nuggets, I I said this like a oh. month ago. I said uh, I would not like the Lakers' chances because the Nuggets at home are so good. Yeah, but again, if. A.D. A- will at least, I-, I don't know if neutralize is the right word, he'll put up awesome numbers and be a factor against Joker. I'm convinced of that. Well, still, and then they get Beasley and Russell and guys that can shoot now. Like you said,
2: Vanderbilt
4: were, too. Yeah, the guy was awesome. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You can hear Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard on Follow the Money Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Here are the updated Western Conference odds odds from DraftKings. The Phoenix Suns, who, of course, acquired Kevin Durant, plus 240 favorites to come out of the West. The current one seed, the Denver Nuggets, at plus 380. The Clippers, at 5 to 1, plus 500. The Memphis Grizzlies, the current two seed, at plus 750. And there are the Lakers, out of the playoff picture right now, sitting at 11 to 1. Coming up next... We're going to hear from Gil Alexander on a numbers game with his March Madness championship formula that he puts out every single year as we are approaching the NCAA tournament. It's almost March, everyone. We cannot wait for the NCAA tournament here at VEASAN. We hear from Gil Alexander next on VEASAN Best Bets.
1: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
5: Hey, guys. it's Matt Jones, Drew Franklin, from the Fade This podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: This is v Best Bets,
2: catching you up on everything you missed on v the sports betting network.
4: In addition to the new shows that we have here on VSIN, we're kicking off new podcasts as well to give you even more insights to becoming a better better. The VSIN College Basketball Betting Podcast, out three times a week, hosted by Tim Murray, Matt Humans, and Adam Burke. Give their great contributions to make you a better college basketball better. And then the VSIN Hockey Betting Podcast with Danny Burke and Andy McNeil twice a week on all things hockey. Check them out today, vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast. Welcome back into Visa and Best Bets. I'm Jeff Parles, And now we're going to kick it to a numbers game, which you hear 10 to noon Eastern time, Monday through Friday, hosted by Gil Alexander. And it's time for the NCAA Tournament Championship Formula and teams not fouling up by three this weekend. I want to start with the, uh, the formula
6: here momentarily. I just want to say this. My first, you know, you come back into the country and you're quickly reminded of things. One, on this show, from the inception of this show, we always talk about how we can't stand when teams in football go in a shotgun on fourth and one, especially at the goal line drives us crazy. And in basketball, pro and college, we always talk about how teams don't foul when they're up three Mm -hmm. late in games. So immediately I get back this weekend, and it's like, oh, just in case you forgot, and people are betting on this stuff, first of all, Saturday, Iowa favored by five and a half. Sorry to remind uh, Spartans backers about this. Iowa favored by five and a half. They win by six in overtime after the Spartans led by, by 10 with under a minute left and by six with under 30 seconds left. And they don't foul on a three-point attempt to tie at the end of regulation. Peyton Sanford hits it with a bucket. I don't know what Tom Izzo's thinking. Well, I have speculation as to what he's thinking. And Iowa covers in overtime. And then yesterday, also in the Big Ten, Michigan favored by five and a half. They win by eight in overtime after the Badgers don't foul. On two three-point attempts to tie at the end of regulation, Hunter Dickinson to Matha High School with a bucket after Kobe Bufkin missed his. Jordan Davis lunging for the steal for no particular reason. And that goes over time. Michigan wins by eight. And you just ask yourself, what are these teams doing not fouling? I just, it is a, it's math. If you foul up three, I'm just going to pull a number out of my, you know what? I'm going to say it's about a 98% chance you win the basketball game. If you don't foul depending on the percentage, three-point shooter and their look and whatever, the look they get at the basket, you know, it reduces to, I don't know, what, 70%, 75% somewhere. It's math. And it just seems like these coaches, whether it's Tom Izzo at Michigan State, whether it's Greg Gard at Wisconsin, whether it's any other coach in college basketball or pro who does this, they are just so worried, Kelly, that that 1% to 2% of the time where they will get embarrassed so badly that someone gets fouled on the three and beats them happens. That fear drives them to not
2: foul. Yep. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, so, I mean, hey man, the, the NBA, it, ha, it still happens too on yes. occasion. And it's incredible. Um, it it's it's is gonna one have. of those. It's one of those. Gil, I guess if this is where I cut them a little slack, where it's the if the players, if you're the, if you're the coach and you don't have you have in mind, hey, we want to foul, but if you're if they're in a position where they are facing the basket and you don't feel like you can get there, don't get there. I'm okay with that if players at least have it in their mind, right, that they should do it if they can. The problem is I don't think that happens very often. Like, I don't think the players really have it in their mind. Like, okay, I need I a foul, need a foul, need a foul.
6: I don't think they have any clue what they're doing. Like, are so you saying, let, let's say you didn't want to foul. Then just guard the arc and make them shoot a 35-foot right, or something. Right, right. OK, then, you know, it, it's just it drives and betters yesterday or in the day before. If somebody out there, I'm sure somebody did have both of the losing sides of that. Uh, both uh, both have uh, Michigan State and Wisconsin in those games. That is just a brutal Kenyella for the weekend.
5: I was getting killed for it in the NBA this weekend, too. And I totally forget what game that was now.
6: Oh, well, there was a game last night where the Clippers lost by 10 in overtime. If you had the Clippers last night, you got to be bitter about that. But that's a whole different story. NBA is a whole what a whole, what a day, what a weekend in the NBA. We'll get to yeah. that as well. Uh, let's do the college basketball formula because this is, uh, people were asking on Twitter, we've only done it once so far this year, so this is our first update. And this, for those who are just landing on the show for the first time, this is a tried and true college basketball championship formula that we have done for every year of a numbers game. We did on the Beating the Book podcast before that. We did it on Betting Dork before that. And after all these years, it still works beautifully. This is too isolate and identify who will end up as national champion. Now, the last 32, there's six criteria. Uh, is it criterion would be the plural, plural of criteria, I believe? Let me look that up. Kelly, get yeah, on I that. I like gonna...
2: there's an N yeah, that, there. That'll,
6: that'll keep... Criterion I with an N. I'll have N. to look it up. That'll keep him busy for a while. Uh, six bullet points here on the top. Last thir- 32 champs had more assists than turnovers. Now, well, that seems easy enough. 31 of the last 32 champs had a head coach with Sweet 16 experience before the tournament that we are... Uh, we are referring to here that we're getting into only the 2014 UConn Huskies with Kevin Ollie as the head man were the exception that team won the national championship 26 of the last 27 champs went into the tournament with at least three wins versus teams in the top 10 percent of RPI yes we don't use RPI anymore but this is how long we've been doing this formula the only exception the 2014 UConn Huskies they were a real formula buster that team last 27 champs had a top 75 strength of schedule that will be interesting this year 19 of the last 20 champs were in the top 20 in adjusted offensive efficiency at Ken Palm. Only the 2014 UConn Huskies bucked that at number 39. They finished number 39 in adjusted offense. Remember, you can actually improve your number in these categories here at the end during the tournament itself. And then 19 of the last 20 champs were in the top 20 in adjusted defensive efficiency at Ken Palm. The only exception, 2021's Baylor Bears who finished number 22 just on the outside looking in and adjusted defensive efficiency at Ken Pomp. So clearly that Ken Pomp guy has no idea. What's going on. <laughs> no clue whatsoever. <laughs> so here's the deal. When we did it the first time a few weeks ago before the Super Bowl, one team qualified and five, five were on the outs, just on the outside looking in. So here we're going to have three teams that qualify and three on the outside looking in. But here's the rub. It's the same six teams. So, yes, three currently qualifies as opposed to one, but it's the same six that are either in or just on the outside looking in. And they Here, meet the criterion. Thank you. Thank you. Florida State English degree. <laughs> <laughs> as assisted by me provoking you to see if you had that degree <laughs> that worked out. Yes, that's correct. All right, so the current qualifiers, Alabama, there is no stipulation about things that happen off the court. Let me just point that out about these criterion. Alabama currently 17th in adjusted offense, number five in adjusted defense. Nate Oates has has been to one sweet 16 as a head coach. Here's where they just barely qualify. The the category that you think is the easiest of the bunch, 437 assists, Kelly, 411 turnovers.
2: Oh, yikes.
6: So 1.063 assist to turnover ratio, they qualify, but barely on that. Purdue is now a qualifier. Remember, they were just on the outside looking in before. They qualify. Number 10 in adjusted offense, number 19 adjusted defense. Matt Painter has been to five sweet 16s, one elite eight. Purdue with Zach Eadie, the de facto player of the year. They qualify. Kansas qualifies. They were on the outside looking in before, but Bill Self and Kansas right where they always seem to be. Number 20 adjusted offense at Kempom. Number nine adjusted defense, Bill Self, three Sweet sweet Sixteens, seven Elite Eights, one Final Four, one runner-up, two national titles. And here are the other three teams that are just on the outside looking in. But again, I urge you, don't worry about the fact that three currently qualify and three are on the outside. Look at this as a group of six. The national champion is coming from this group of six, per this formula. And just on the outside looking in, yes, the Houston Cougars, who many feel still is the best team when they step back and think about it. The best team in college basketball. They're number four in adjusted offensive efficiency. Ken Palm, they're number six in adjusted D. Kelvin Sampson's been to two Sweet 16s, two Elite 8s, two Final Fours. But, and here's why they're on the outside looking in. I think we talked to Jim Root last time, who's going to be with us today from Three Man Weave, or was one of the other Three Man Weavers. They don't care about this stipulation. But Houston's strength of schedule is 103. They're not in the top 75. Will that matter in the end? UConn. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love UConn early on in the season. That was sort of the, uh, the expert, you know, Cinderella team early in the season. I wouldn't even call them Cinderella, but that was the team that uh, was the in vogue team, let's say, to say. Who's the team that most people aren't thinking about that you think might have a shot at this? UConn quali- is just on the outside of qualifying. Number seven adjusted offense at Ken Bomb, Number 23 adjusted defense. But Dan Hurley has never taken a team to the Sweet 16 in his coaching career. So that would be the qualifier that keeps them on the out and will always keep them on the outside if you buy into that. Right. And then the sixth team, and I want to send a shout-out to uh, Matt Warrior 13 over on Twitter because he was talking to me this weekend about this. He loves, he says, this UCLA team is better than the Final Four UCLA team from a few years back. This is the team. Number 22 adjusted offense, number two adjusted defense, and yes, Mick Cronin's been to two Sweet 16s and one Final Four. UCLA, just barely on the outside looking in. I do believe by the end of this week, if not today, Kelly, I will have a Futures play on UCLA. The only, futures ticket, okay. the only Futures tickets I think I have, and when I say I think is because Vacation will do that to you. I know I have one on Virginia. That doesn't feel so good right now. And I believe I have one on Creighton as well. So that's the other one. Um, Creighton not in this category as well so those are the six teams again Houston UConn UCLA Houston UConn UCLA and then the uh, the three teams that are currently qualifying which are
4: Alabama Purdue and of course third Kansas you can hear a numbers game Monday through Friday 10 to noon Eastern Time with Gail Alexander coming up next we hear from Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard from Follow the Money on Anthony Richardson's climb up to number one overall odds board.
2: This is v Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up. For just $9.99. Again, that's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Happy to be with you on VC and Best Bets. I'm Jeff Parles. And now we're gonna hear from Follow the Money yet again. Uh, it's 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Paulie Howard and Mitch Moss will take you through this one here on Anthony Richardson. People are betting him like they know he's going number one, a meteoric rise in the odds board. For number one overall pick, let's hear from Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard on Follow the Money this morning.
3: Last week, when we were out on vacation, there was some heavy steam for the number one overall pick in the NFL draft on a player who was around 100-1 to 1 not that long ago. And that is Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida. And uh, this tweet popped from Ben Fowkes at VEASAN. He opened at that number, triple digits, at BetMGM. He's down to seven to one. Well, Paulie, as I live and breathe right now, he is five to one at Draftkings. It goes Bryce Young minus 165, CJ. Stroud plus 450, Richardson five to one. He's now ahead of Will Levis, who is plus 650. and then it gets into Jalen Carter and Will Anderson territory.
2: What happened
3: here? Who's uh, betting this? And
2: who continues to bet it with, with, with the, when it was down to like 10 to 1, eight to one? It won't stop. Now, yesterday, a GM, one GM, told Peter King he has the highest upside. We have a guest coming on later who says, oh, trust the tape. Well,
3: this is is bizarre. Yeah, again, remove what you think about the players, right? You have to go on information here. And I don't think Richardson is ready to play at all in the NFL. But that doesn't matter. Um, So here's what can happen in a situation like this. There was one person who evidently, doesn't have the best track record when it comes to mock drafts. Mm -hmm. He mocked Richardson number one last week, number one overall. And then you have to remember, like, early on, this is a uh, very delicate market. So a bet or two could significantly move numbers. And so when he was 100-1, to it might take one or two people or one or two groups to make a bet on Richardson and then for that number to fly all the way down. For example, like... Dustin, who used to produce this show, he has Richardson at 55 to one, and he got 95 to one. I think it was on uh, Jan—I'm sorry, February 16th. What is that? 11 days ago? Oh, (laughs) what? Yeah. So he was 95 to one. He has him there. Now his whole idea was exactly what you said: upside. And once we get to Combine Week, which is right now, and people see this kid who's tall, he's strong. He's fast. He has the, the like if Bryce Young had his build, Bryce Young would be minus a thousand, minus two thousand to go number one overall. But he doesn't, and that's going to be the rub, and I can't wait to see what Bryce Young weighs in at with the tail of the tape this week. But this this kid is gonna I mean the Cam Newton comparisons won't stop. Oh so we throw out the tape though? I mean uh, you what, can't.
2: I mean I don't what, think what happened in Florida? It's like the same thing with Levis. Wow, well, the old line sucked. Well he didn't have this. Well he didn't have that. I mean i throw him out because he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Uh, I dismiss him. So that's a crazy yeah, thing. But you love thing. mayonnaise. Yeah, not in co- yeah, but you can't yeah, put But you don't drink coffee. coffee. Come on. <laughs> can't put mayonnaise. Uh, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard, the kid puts mayo in coffee. But uh, it, he had a terrible season. Major disappointment. What happened on the field, an actual right.
3: game. Remember the so, Utah game? The kid looked phenomenal. Yes, he did. Right. And then after that, I'm like, what happened to
2: him? Right, sure. Absolutely. I know.
3: So, but you're
2: right. Workout warriors, underwear Olympics. Anything oh. you want to say? I give these guys full marks too if they're going to come out and let it rip at the combine. Some will, some won't. Yep. And then go off on your pro day, which we over always look at Zach Wilson.
7: Oh, what a throw! What a, who oh. cares?
2: Yeah. What a pro day. So that was. Uh, but this is a wild time of year. But none of this makes sense. Is who's the best player in the draft? Is it? It's Carter probably. But it comes down to need and who's picking where, and even even little some whispers about what the Bears could do, and when they shop fields, yeah, you know, that this is a uh, Lions season two. It is. So this is this is fascinating. But it's it's one thing to go from like a hundred to one to thirty, or twenty. But now it's it's as low as he's as low as five to one and, now and, at draft.
3: And again, you watch what happens this week at the combine, when if he goes out there and performs at all. Um, it's going to be lights out again. And the same, the same thing is going to happen with Levis. I know Levis has a pro day coming up. When Levis has his pro day, it's going to be Zach Wilson 2.0. I mean, it's going to be, oh, my God, he can throw it 70 uh-huh. yards in the air across uh-huh. from his body. He yeah. can make every possible throw. He is Josh Allen. That's what people will say. And that's, there will be people will make that. You can't pass on a kid like Will Levis. And then he, p- people are suggesting that Bryce Young might check in at, like, 6 feet tall. He's, like, 5'9". He's 5'9", and he's going to have to go. This is going to have to be a UFC fighter because he's going to have to load up on as many liquids as possible right before he weighs in. He's got to push the scales to as close to 200 as possible because there's a chance that people are speculating he's 175 walking around the street close. Oh, my God. You're not taking a quarterback that's smaller than Kyler Murray. Yeah, right. Number one overall in the draft. Yeah, yeah. Although his arm is unbelievable. Can I get you on board with this? Do you believe there's at least a small chance the Bears keep the number one pick?
2: I can't see that. It, that. That doesn't make any sense.
3: But what, if, what if the, the offer is not there? And what if teams are convinced that the player that they want will be there at that spot where they're already? Orig- like, for example, and I'm just going to throw out a hypothetical here. What if the quarterback the Colts really want is Levis? Well, when they break down the board, they can probably talk themselves into the Bears at number one. They're not going to take Levis. Number two, Houston, they probably like Bryce Young. Number 3 is Arizona they're not going to go quarterback. They could probably talk themselves into plenty of scenarios where Levis is there at number 4.
2: Well, you got Carolina rumors though too. And I mean, I'd, someone would be
3: bound to move up and take somebody. Yeah, but when you but... when you get here's my opinion anyway. When you get when you're dropping below 4 and then you get to Carolina at that what are they? 9, Raiders are 7. That's an awfully big package mm-hmm. they're going to have to offer the Bears to move all the way up to number 1. And maybe the offer's not there. If they keep the pick depending on free agency and some defensive tackles that may or may not be on the move to Chicago, if they don't get a defensive tackle, I think Carter's going to be the play if they would keep the pick. Okay.
2: Yeah. I'd be shocked if they keep the pick. I would be. Yes. And the other thing is with the moves with the quarterback carousel now, now that uh, Mr. Rogers has emerged from the darkness, uh-huh. right? But the bill ba- Baggins here, I mean, this is, what? what? Oh boy, was that overblown. I mean, the guy had electricity. What else he talking about? <laughs> like some darkness oh, to just shovel some food in here and and put it in there for me i mean the guy lives better than most people where he was in the in oregon in the darkness but for the jets to tell Carr, you'll be a hall of famer if you win here give me a break the guy doesn't have a playoff win right i mean are they really going to give him 35 million dollars and then danny dimes wants 45 million so is this, there a this,
3: chance danny dimes gets 45 there's gonna million. be sure
2: there's a chance oh but man. this this is wild about what's going to happen the guy has uh, who do you really – okay, you made the playoffs, but you played nobody. You had a soft schedule. You're going to give him $45 million? And then you, the Jets are going to sign Carr and give him all this money?
3: You know, oh my e- even God. if you're Derek Carr and, and, like, his camp, don't you have to recognize, okay, there, there's blowing smoke up somebody's you-know-what, and then there's this. You have to recognize, hey, it sounds great and all, but come on. That's a little too over, over the top. That's not going to go well,
2: I can tell you right now. I mean, the first time, they're going to lose their minds the first time he throws the ball out of bounds on fourth yeah, down. Yeah,
3: I don't think he's a good fit in New York. Uh, no, I agree. I re- I think he's a better fit in some spot
2: like New Orleans. Right, yeah, but the other thing to watch is it appears Baltimore and Jackson aren't even close on this. But this is what happens when you have a guy who doesn't have an agent and the whole Deshaun Watson contract screws everything up. And it's just, you know, the leaks coming out and the reports about what's been offered and what's – but the appear not even, not even close. Mm-hmm. And then what happens March 7th? And what's the tag like? What, what, what's it going to be? And then this, can someone swoop in and say, well, I'll take him. Here's two number ones. And do they play ball? And does someone give him an enormous contract considering his injury history as well? This is fascinating how they could yeah. play out in Baltimore. Oh,
3: absolutely. The next, what, three weeks, yeah. month or so? With this, the whole, uh, every, every scenario you just ran down. So if the Jets were, if they told Carr you can be a Hall of Famer, what's their pitch to Rodgers? <laughs> yeah, right they could actually tell him you'll go down as one of the biggest legends in New York City's history if you come here and win a Super Bowl and that would be
4: true Anthony Richardson's odds currently are plus 500 at DraftKings after a short 11 days ago being 100 to 1 down to 50 to 1 the following day on February the 17th and now 5 to 1 on Anthony Richardson the Florida product to go number 1 all I'll say be careful if you're betting that because the third best quarterback at best to me. Bryce Young, still your current favorite to go number one at minus 165. The Alabama product, C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. The quarterback there, plus 450. And then Richardson has hopped Will Levis, Jalen Carter, and Will Anderson. Richardson, the third favorite right now at 5-1 to one to be the first overall pick at DraftKings. Speaking of the first overall pick, coming up next, we're going to check in with the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi and Storm Bonatoni are going to discuss the big report from Adam Schefter on the Bears looking to possibly move out of number one. That's next on VEASAN Best Bets.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Best
3: Bets,
2: catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Welcome back in. I'm Jeff Parles, happy to be with you on VSIN Best Bets, recapping the best of what you saw this morning on VSIN. And now, we go to the Lombardi line. You hear it from noon to 2 Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonatoni, new co-host with Michael, starting today. And they were talking about a big-time report from Adam Schefter today that the Bears may be looking to move out of number one. Let's hear from Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonatone.
8: It's Combine Week, and Adam Schefter this morning, 7 a.m. Eastern, on the dot, Drops on Twitter that the Chicago Bears are leaning toward moving that number one overall pick. Is that like the moment on Wall Street when the bell goes and you're like, OK, things are <laughs> happening yeah. now. It's official combine week.
7: Yeah, I mean, like it could it have been any more planted. I mean, seriously, at seven o'clock went out there. I mean. I think, to me, the Bears should have just taken out an advertisement. You know, when you leave the Indianapolis airport to go downtown, there's this road, I don't know what highway it is, but they should have just taken a billboard out, like, we'll trade the pick. Like, everybody knows you're going to trade the pick. At least people are going to call. So, to me, this is a plant job all the way to try to drum up business because you don't have to advertise when you have a lot of business. Clearly, there's not a lot of people calling them.
8: So if you are in the bear spot, is that, is that what you would do? I know you wrote a great article on vcin.com today talking about the potential options to trade away from Justin Fields. If, if you're in the bear spot, what are you doing with the pick?
7: Well, you know, for me, I, I, and I'm a little bit early to the game, so I haven't studied Bryce Young as a as – a, I've watched him play, but I haven't studied him. I haven't studied Anthony Richardson. I've watched him play. That's what's on my ta- – that's on my agenda now. But to me, when you have a grading system – you could, as I wrote about today, you can compare player A to player B. And you could say, okay, I think Justin Fields, if we continue down this road, he'll be a top 12 player in the league or he won't be this or whatever. And then you compare Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Richardson or Will Levitz to that and, and see where you go. To me, once you determine what you think Justin Fields will become, positively or negatively, you've got to make that decision. If you think you, he can be your quarterback, beyond the fifth year, then certainly listen to to teams and see what you can get for the pick or stay there and make a pick, whatever you decide. But if you don't think that, then you've got to look at this quarterback class. Now, I would say this. You'd cover a lot of college games. If Caleb Williams was eligible to come out he would be the first pick overall. Would you agree?
8: I would agree with that because he has the tools and the build, right? And that's the big thing that mm-hmm. the knock on Bryce Young is coming into this. I'll, I'll be very curious to see what his actual measurables end up coming out to be here at the Combine. But the knock on him is, of course, the size. He can do all of the things. He has the athleticism with the off-platform throws and the accuracy. But Caleb Williams is probably more of the full package that you'd be looking for at the NFL level. I certainly agree with that.
7: Right. So if Caleb was coming out, I don't think it would be a hard decision. I think they would, Bears would pick Caleb and they would trade fields. But because this is, there's no clear cut, and so what if Bryce Young weighs 195? Does it really matter? It really comes down to his frame. Can he hold the weight? Can he get bigger? Can he get stronger? Can he absorb the body blows that he's going to take? That's the fundamental question you're going to have to ask, is what does he look like without – his uniform, can he can he withstand this? We know he didn't get touched very much in Alabama. So I think because of the lack of that elite quarterback, that elite Kaleeb Williams, mm-hmm. that I think this, this pick is in doubt. And so they have to drum up business because there isn't a lot of business. I saw somebody say, well, Will Anderson's the number one pick overall. It's no doubt. I mean, did you watch <laughs> Will Anderson play this year? I thought he played like a guy who didn't really want to play. I thought he played like a guy that – wasn't a factor in the game. Watch the Tennessee game. I mean, did he make a play in that game that you said, oh, my God, this is the first pick? I think sometimes we get caught up in this. I I, I just think, to me, this is a draft where there's nobody saying that's the best player overall.
8: Yeah, absolutely. That's funny to me that someone would say there's no doubt about that because clearly there is, otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation. And I actually do need to show you, Michael, there's a picture of me and Bryce Young after the Sugar Bowl this year because I covered it on national radio where I'm doing a post-game interview with him. And I think, like, that picture should be used for his measurables. I'm 5'10", and I looked like I was towering over him from the angle of the photo. I was going to say, you probably could
7: (laughs) score 20 off him in the low post. I bet you could score 20 off him.
8: It was I mean, and did you have
7: I, I'm assuming you had some you, you weren't wearing heels because you were covering the sidelines. So you had to run around. Yep. So, Sneakers. you know, it's probably your accurate height. I mean, this is what the concern is, right?
8: Yep, exactly. I mean, if you go down
7: this <laughs> if you go down this Bryce Young road and he's five ten. And, you know, I mean, look, I know that we have little. I just missed the memo that Doug Flutie's back at Vogue. <laughs> I mean, poor Doug Flutie. He's sitting up there in Boston saying, God, if I could have come out now. I mean, Doug Flutie was a great college player. There's no denying that. But he was 5'9".
8: Yeah, if Bryce Young were to have success at the next level, it would certainly be the exception, not the rule. But he is somebody that looks like he could be that exception, given his tools. Now, listen, if the Bears do ultimately decide that they do go ahead and trade the pick, there's probably 8 to 12 teams that are sitting around there that would be willing to be a dance partner, potentially quarterback-needy teams. The Colts have been talked about probably the most sitting there at four who do you see being most at play to move up and take that spot
7: well I think so many teams need quarterbacks right I mean the Raiders are sitting there at seven they don't really have one you know I mean they're gonna you know they had Jarrett Stidham are they gonna go for that I don't know I think ultimately you know you you got that situation so they they could move up we know the Colts are looking for one you know Tennessee needs to get what are they doing with Tannehill there's a lot of uncertainty I mean look We talk about it all year long. There's no teams with quarterbacks. So you kind of get the sense that there'll be more teams looking for quarterbacks. I mean, what does Baltimore do with Lamar? Mm
2: -hmm.
7: Will they need one? You know, I mean, I think ultimately when when you look in that situation, you're saying, okay, where are we going here? You know, the Colts obviously need to get one. You know, the Commanders, they're talking about they're going to stay with Sam Howell. They're not going to. The Packers are staying with Jordan Love. You know, and so the Jets, what do they do? Do they trade up to get one, or do they just sit there and say, we're going to sign Aaron Rodgers, assuming he's, he's good to go? I think there's so many questions, and there's so many teams that need quarterbacks, and it's hard to really predict. And I think what we can't do right now, Stormy, is judge the, the, the true value of what is the best player because we don't have enough information. Like, that pick is only valuable when two or three teams want it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't – I think some teams that I talk to would be just as content to say, we'll take C.J. Stroud when he comes to us. Why would I give up assets when I could get Stroud?
8: Well, and that's the thing, Michael, because we go from a draft a year ago where we thought that maybe a lot of these quarterbacks that weren't first-round caliber were going to go earlier just because the strength of the quarterback class wasn't really there. They end up doing the right thing, GMs and coaches. Meanwhile, just having one of those quarterbacks go in the first round, Kenny Pickett, to the Steelers. But – Other than that, like this quarterback class is so much stronger than what we've seen in previous years. And I think even some of those high-end defensive players are so strong as well that we have to look at this from a little bit of a different perspective for teams.
7: Yeah, I mean, I think, look, you know, Houston, will they take one? You think they would. They need one. Las Vegas, Atlanta, Carolina, they are. But when you take the guy, you have to be convicted. Yesterday on the show with Ben, Anthony Richardson was 7-1 to one to be the first overall pick. Today he's down to 5-1. to one.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: I mean, you've covered Florida games. I mean, Anthony Richardson is inconsistent. He's talented but inconsistent. But something's moving that number, and I don't know what it is. And he hasn't even worked out yet. So I think what's moving the number is Jalen Hurts' season, Josh Allen's ability to, to throw the ball accurately after not being accurate in college, his size, he's a prototypical quarterback. And I think the teams that need him, I think that's the reason why he's moving up the board.
8: It blows my mind because from what I've seen from Anthony Richardson, he's obviously somebody who's freakish elite type of a talent at his peak. So his highs are very high, but his lows are really low. Like we're talking in the dumpster yeah. type low. Like are you, I don't know which version of him you're going to get. And I, it worries me that Josh Allen is going to make this guy so much money based on potential because we don't really know what he's going to be. I don't think he can be a day one starter in this league. He needs to learn behind somebody and if somebody were to take him number 1 overall, that would be mind-boggling to me, but it's not it doesn't matter what my opinion is at the end of the day, right? It's the um, information that we get coming out from these teams.
7: Well, I think what matters is I agree. Like it matters is who do they think they can take to another level?
4: You can hear the Lombardi line during the week, Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 Eastern time. You can also hear it on the weekend starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Here are the number one overall odds at DraftKings. Bryce Young, minus 165. Still your favorite to go number one overall and the NFL Draft. C.J. Stroud, four, plus 450. Anthony Richardson, 5 to 1. Will Levis, plus 650. And then you get to the defensive players and Jalen Carter, 9 to 1. And Will Anderson at 11 to 1. From the Bears' perspective here, Justin Fields, I see being better than all three of the course, make making all four of the quarterbacks now at Anthony Richardson vaulting up the board here in the odds board. I would rather have Justin Fields. I would rather have all the assets that would come from trading the number one overall pick. I move down to four of them, Chicago, and get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson anyway. Keep Fields, trade the pick. That would be the way I would play it if I were Ryan Poles in Chicago. That's all the time we have here on VEASAN Best Bets. New show alert coming up next. Patrick Maher and Amal Shah will bring you sharp money next here on VEASAN.
1: If you dare.